Hello, this is John Harrigan with the Secret to Immortality podcast. Today, we're going to activate our graciousness, kindness, and calm, qualities of our eternal core. To do this, think with me right now of the words gracious, kind, and calm. Gracious, kind, and calm. Slowly and easily say these words to yourself all day long like a mantra. Whenever you can think of it, whenever you feel a bit centered, say the words gracious, kind, and calm to get yourself grounded and to get yourself into a gracious state of mind, into a kind feeling and a calm demeanor. Gracious, kind, and calm. Gracious, kind, and calm. It's often helpful to look at the definitions of words and work like this. I find it very helpful. Sometimes even small, simple words, I'll look them up and yes, I knew what they meant, but they also have nuances that I really wasn't aware of that help anchor me in even more deeply in personal spiritual development work like this that we're doing right now. Gracious, calm, gracious, kind, and calm. Gracious, kind, and calm. I'll often say these words to myself throughout the day, just remembering how I want to feel, how I want to be with other people, and where I'm going with my spiritual personal development work. And looking up the words in the dictionary, let's do that with the word gracious. For example, beginning with the Oxford Languages Dictionary, which is what uh, Google comes up with. If you put in a word in Google search to find the definition of the word, Google will come up with a definition. And that definition is from the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So looking at it right now, gracious, the first definition in the Oxford Languages Dictionary is courteous, kind, and pleasant. Smiling and gracious in defeat is an example of the usage here. The meaning again is courteous, kind, and pleasant. So when I'm at my eternal core, when I'm feeling the bliss, the happiness, and the peace of who I am, I'm gracious, calm, and kind, and I'm also courteous, kind, and pleasant. That's the first definition of gracious in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. The second definition of gracious is showing divine grace. And as obvious as that may be with the word gracious, I didn't know that until I looked it up today before doing this podcast for you. So the second definition in Oxford Languages Dictionary is showing divine grace. An example of that usage in the dictionary is, I am saved by God's gracious intervention on my behalf. So when I'm at my soul, when we're at our core of eternal goodness and life, of bliss, of love, we have a graceful presence. We do have, maybe you could even call it a divine presence, if you're comfortable with that terminology, we do have grace to show as who we are and for who we are. Now, <clears throat> now let's look in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. 
under the word gracious. One marked by kindness and courtesy. That's A, 1A. 1B is characterized by charm, good taste, generosity of spirit, and the tasteful leisure of wealth and good breeding. That's interesting to me. Um, D is marked by tact and delicacy, urbane. The second definition, which is the one that I think is maybe most applicable to how we're using gracious, kind, and calm, the second definition in Merriam-Webster is merciful and compassionate. Merciful and compassionate. Can I be merciful today when somebody's a bit upset and difficult? Can I give them a break and let it slide? Can I ignore it and just move on with my day? That's somewhat easy to do if it's a stranger in a store. Maybe not. It's a little more difficult if it's somebody at work. It's a lot more difficult if it's somebody in our private life, a loved one, a family member, etc. Can I be merciful and compassionate to the people closest to me? That's the real test. And the way I do that is I say the mantra throughout the day. That mantra throughout the day. And what is that mantra? It's gracious, kind, and calm. Gracious, kind, and calm in my body, in my heart, in my soul. Feel gratitude. Are you grateful for things in your life? You know, it's very popular for uh, personal development uh, speakers to talk about gratitude and personal development writers and psychologists. There's great research out that shows making a gratitude list works. I really had resistance towards this until I started doing it. However my state of mind is, maybe not so good, and maybe I'm feeling resistance and wanting to do get well immortality work, but if I simply sit down, I don't even have to write a list. It's better if you write it out because you get your body involved. But if I just sit down in the middle of the day, wherever I am, and start thinking of things I'm grateful for, for example, as I'm sitting here at my desk making this recording, I'm grateful for my microphone and the stand that it's on. I really am. I'm grateful for my computer and the podcast recording software. I really am. I'm grateful for a little lamp by me. I'm grateful for my desk. I'm grateful for my electric bike I can see. And I really love it. And I rode it for the first time yesterday all over the place. I'm grateful for my non-electric bike I can see. There are so many things, but when you're doing a gratitude list, start where you are, as I just showed you, and that helps you be gracious. Gracious, kind, and calm. Start your gratitude. Gratitude isn't graciousness exactly or by definition, but gratitude leads us into graciousness, into graciousness kindness, and calm. When we start to feel true gratitude, and we can really kind of force that to happen with the gratitude list technique, we start to feel gracious. We relax and feel calm. And I want to emphasize again and again, again and again, relaxation, not just, oh, I'm relaxed. 
a deep spiritual relaxation where we relax deeply into our blissful core and feel wonderful and good. And the final piece of gratitude is to be grateful for people in your life or grateful for people that have been in your life. I suggest to you that kind, effective, and good people that have been in your life, past loved ones where it may have been partly good, partly bad, or whatever, think of something good in that person and be grateful for it. Think of something good in your mother and father and be grateful for it. And sometimes people that have had really bad experiences with one or both parents, they're not really ready to be grateful or do a gratitude list, and I'm not suggesting that. But there may be something positive, independent even of you, that you can think of someone where a resentment is just turning and turning inside you a positive attribute, a good experience. I had wonderful direction from my mother. I had a a great example of human character, kindness, and intelligence by my father. This is a man that was always in a good mood. I think it's genetic. Um, I'm 50% in a good mood, and the other 50% of the time I have to work at it. However, when I'm in front of people, when I meet someone, it always cheers me up and makes me happy. I really think that's kind of genetic. And I have sympathy, empathy for people that struggle with their mood, where it's not easy for them to be gracious, kind, and calm, even in the presence of someone they may care for and love. And what's what do you do with that when you have problems with your mood and it's hard for you to be gracious, kind, and calm? Even with somebody you love, you work on it every day and you change your brain. You work on it every day and you change how you've been formed to a new formation, something better, something good. It's habitual. If you practice something over and over again, you change. And what changes? Your brain, your body, your life. I was very, very shy as a kid. Um... I don't know if I'd say introverted. I come out as introverted on a scale, but I'm I'm half extroverted, I'm half introverted, but I really had to learn how to be extroverted over time. It was kind of a challenge when I went off to college. It was hard for me to make friends because I didn't know how to make friends. I was friends with the same people literally from kindergarten through high school in my community, and I went to college with some of them. So over the years, I slowly, with some help from my parents, I slowly learned how to be extroverted, how to make friends, how to meet people. And I'll tell you, I get tremendous joy out of meeting people and making friends. Nothing's better. Just walking down the street, saying hello, chatting with somebody, just going to the grocery store, saying hello, chatting to somebody, trying to help improve their day if they're open to it. Wonderful exchanges with complete strangers by me changing my brain, changing my habits, and learning how to be graceful, kind, and calm. Learning how to be gracious, maybe graceful too, yeah. Learning to be gracious, kind, and calm in public with people I have never met before. 
that has turned into one of the most powerful joys of my life. And I'll do that later today. I am going to go for a walk on the river where I may meet people. I may do a little shopping. And at night, I'm going to a musical performance. I'll meet people before that performance. And I'll meet people at uh, intermission. And I'll meet people afterwards. And I'll look around and see who maybe needs somebody to talk to them, who looks alone and isolated, open to a little conversation, and who's already happy, who's already gracious, kind, and calm, and may want to chat for a moment. The words gracious, kind, and calm were activating, activating today in this episode, graciousness, kindness, and calm. We've looked at two dictionary definitions of the word, and we have a better idea. I have a better idea since I looked up gracious before making this podcast episode. Gracious, kind, and calm. Gracious, kind, and calm. Merriam-Webster, merciful, compassionate. Ooh, wonderful. Kindness, courtesy, our deep self, our immortal core, immortal core, I suggest to you, is graceful, is kind, is courteous in everything we do, trying to be this way, is merciful, compassionate, our eternal being. I suggest to you, this is a constant state of that immortal core, merciful, compassionate, and let's go back and look at um, Oxford Languages' definition of gracious again. Courteous, kind, pleasant. You know, just being pleasant transforms who we are and our day. Just being courteous, kind, and pleasant. Showing divine grace. Do we have divine grace? We have something good to give to ourselves in the world. And when I say give to ourselves... I don't mean we find something and give it as an interplay of action. I just mean we have a gift inside as who we really are. That's a gift to ourselves. When we get a little upset and distracted, we can't feel who we are. We can't know who we are. Go back to this mantra for the day. When you get a little upset, or maybe you're not even upset, you're just distracted. And maybe you're more distracted than you want to be. So you go back to this mantra, gracious, kind, and calm, thinking, I am gracious. This graciousness is inside me at my heart. This kindness is inside me in the life of my heart. This calm is inside me in the life of my heart, in the life of my body. Everywhere in my body, there is grace. There is graciousness. In my, in my fingers, my arms, my toes, my legs, and my head, everywhere there is graciousness, there is kindness and calm. I feel this kindness and calm in my body, everywhere. It begins with me in my heart, and then I start to feel it outward, everywhere in my body, in my neck, in my head, in my eyes. Graciousness and kindness and calm. Gracious kindness and calm blissful, beautiful, wonderful feelings that lead to a type of verbal interplay. When I'm gracious, kind, and calm, my voice has a certain tone. When I'm gracious, kind, and calm, I'm not reacting 
to everything in the world. I'm observing it. I'm listening to people. And when there's a meaningful point for me to speak, a meaningful place for me to speak, I may speak gracious, kind, and calm. Graciously, kindly, and calmly, I speak to my young child, I speak to my loved one, I speak to my co-workers and strangers at the store. Bless you and keep you. That's all for today.